Hello and welcome to another episode of Operation Limitless. This is the show where you hear directly from people who are in the top 1% in the world and what they do. We focus on how average people end up doing and uh, in achieving incredible triumphs through confidence, grit, determination, and the quest for personal mastery. The goal of our show is to uncover and share the commonalities of incredible human beings who, and help build a model from which others can help replicate and create our limitless life. And as always, I have with us uh, the team, Mark Peterson, Bill Schiffenauer, and Sal Rossano. And our guest today is a friend of Sal's, and I'm going to let Sal, uh, our friends of Sal's, there's two of them, uh, Carrick and Jen, I'm going to let Sal take over and, and lead us in. Sal, go ahead. Yeah, no problem. Um, so their family member is a really good friend of mine, and... Uh, that dude has given me so many things as far as help around the house and like expertise. And one day he goes, Hey, I need you to talk to my family. And I was like, ah, all right, whatever, you know, we'll try it out. Um, then I decided to make the phone call and it is literally in a short amount of time changed the way I think about myself and about things that are well about the self-talk that's going on in my brain. So Carrick and Jen, um, I'm going to let them explain a lot, but I will say this. They are helping people, and I've referred probably half a dozen people to them in the short time I've known them. They're helping to change the way we think and the way that we view ourselves and in their terms, um, stop running the negative programs in our brain that cause us to either one, stumble or freeze. Um, and we had our last guest on, we talk about looking in the mirror. These guys help us look in the mirror and they help us change things that need to be addressed from either childhood traumas to, you know, circumstances we're dealing with in an, an acute setting. So um, I, I just, I can't talk enough about you guys. You guys have really done some magical things for me and I appreciate it. Um, and yes, so I'm going to let them give their background and what they do and what they, what, how they do with, or you can use any example with me if you like. I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> okay. Um, but they have helped me to work through stuff that has been affecting me since I was in fifth grade. And, you know, in the stage I'm in right now, it's been monumental. And so thank you very much. Um, these guys are going to get to know you and they're going to love you just as I do. So with that, I'll turn it over to you. Hey, great. Uh, thank you, Sal. I really appreciate that. And to you guys all, all the time here. I know uh, I looked at your resumes. They're amazing. It's an honor and privilege, uh, truly, to be here. Um, so I, I'm going to get a kind of feel free, pause questions anytime throughout this whole thing. And I've been asking myself for the last week or so, what what should we focus on? Like what makes the most sense in this? To, to just you know, I'm going to keep it really simple in kind of a strategy of of our background kind of the pain we went through and the, the, the solution. And I think you'll find in all of your endeavors, as I've read through your, what you guys are, who you are, is there's always challenges, right? If we have no pain, then really where do we grow? And so the first thing, one of our thoughts and baselines is we don't look at pain or uh, I guess challenges, even trauma call it, as, oh, I'm in this space, I'm hosed, this is what I'm up against. We look at it as an opportunity. And that's probably not uncommon for those listening to this. And we feel the same. It's like, but what is the message? And more importantly, 
out of all these things that we've learned is the systems that are out there are very, very good at identifying what is going on. It's been challenging for our clients to know what do you actually do? How do you actually solve it, right? Well, how do I learn the lesson and move through it? And that's what we feel like Light Force World is. And that's a unique name. I know um, I was meditating and got that name. <clears throat> I want to explain that a little bit is our motto is bringing peace to a chaotic world and light force as we do the work it is about being who you are knowing who you are and as you know who you are your light comes on and as you have others in your family your life it spreads and that is the light force for the planet okay that's the the baseline root and let's kind of now go to the beginning of how we got here so uh like you guys i think we do grow up in the era where it was just uh what's the expression jen just be quiet kids are seen and not heard yeah seen and not heard right yeah. so that was we had that going against us guys just just seen and not heard so that's a baseline for <laughs> our age bracket um and so seen and not heard i had that going on we had um divorce three divorces um growing up moving around um and the, 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 what I'm explaining, it might be like what everyone has. And it's like, yes, exactly. And that is the challenge of life is that life as it is, is challenging. And so even in those pieces, people are like, oh, I just got a divorce and we can blow it off and say, well, 58% of people get divorces. Well, but what does it do? All of those challenges, how are you really handling it? And you'll see that it is a problem <laughs> that all of us have learned things from a child's point of view that are now running us today. Certain levels, sure. And I don't care which level, income, uh, family, whatever the case is, they're there. It's just what you learn from your experience. So we grew up, I'll, personally, so you know what some of my challenges is I was growing up, I didn't know why until years, years later, until we started doing this work, that I felt like this zero confidence, not just zero confidence, it was just lost. As in, I had nothing inside me to guide me to be like, who am I? So I looked for friends to give me that um, clothes you wear, all the things you hear about at a level just to survive. So it wasn't like I can do this and feel OK. It was like I got to have all these things and be a good athlete just to feel like I'm not going to be called out and, and have, you know, be embarrassed or, or I just felt totally lost. Um what I didn't know, and I'll go into that now a little bit, is I was doing a coaching session. We were about a year into this whole process. It was with my sister. Again, we've not done any marketing beyond friends and family. It just keeps growing really quickly, um, just like with Sal. And I was, so I was coaching my sister through, and she said, so we get in the zone, which I'll explain, and where we're talking to our subconscious, okay? That's, that's the key to what we do. And it will tell us things as a big database. It understands, remembers everything. And she had said in this moment, I have to protect my siblings. And I was like, protect your siblings. So then I went a little further. And as soon as she went a little further and said, from the babysitters, all of these memories flashed, all of these abusive situations that I literally had no idea about came to my mind in that in that millisecond and i saw and replayed just like this like a movie that i was abused i was like holy shit you know <laughs> and i'd step back and and i had to ponder it go is this real 
And then it, all of it just unfolded like this book. Um, two babysitters, male, female, and all the things happened. We don't get into those details. But from four and five, I was abused weekly. And so that, instead of being angry and thinking my life's wrecked, it was such a relief because I realized all the pieces of what was not working in my life, intimacy with my wife, my confidence, feeling lost, was now in front of me. And I'm like, holy hell, that is the deal. That is the groundbreaking piece now. And I have the tools to work through it now. And so it was so encouraging. And I, I would say that to folks that some that know their issues and some only know how they feel. We can get to the root of it and we can figure out what is the deal and let it go. The system we have, that's what it does. And so I was able to heal in ways that I can't even tell you. Well, the first was that I can actually relate to my wife. I could be a level of connection that I never could hold because I was blocked. When I shut that memory out, it blocked me emotionally from a tr from being able to connect at a level of, of real love. It was just gone. I didn't know. She didn't know. She We knew there was a problem, but we didn't know. I, I was, was me. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> thought it was her. And I'm like, I, I have no idea. But I felt it too. And I'm like, I guess that's the way I am, right? How many of us out there have things that we're like, I, we know there's something going on, but we have no idea what, right? <clears throat> so that was the, the the background, the start. So the life growing up was all these problems. And then there was a couple summers my dad had a, a, a program in Oakland, California at the time. Um, and, you know, Oakland's, you know, it's it's rough. And we were in the hood in Oakland. Um, who, who was in the San Francisco? Who was that? Who was the police officer? Did someone say San Francisco or California? Or that was Will. That was Will. Okay. That was Will. So <clears throat> anyway, um, he wanted to have a place to teach a trade. And this is a bakery, donuts and bakery, to gang members to get them out of the hood. Right. Sounds great. Um, so we go there, right? In theory. Yeah, in theory, directly in the hood. <laughs> and so I'm 11, 12, and 13. And so I had to see life in such a contrast from what you would live normally that as I saw violence and death and all this craziness that most people don't even believe, Hierarchy. let alone, yeah, yeah the, that, you know, me just walking down the street, I'm going to get jumped because I'm in the wrong spot. Like I shouldn't be there. And again, I was at this age where all these things are happening. I'm like, what is happening? And uh, I realized in the, in the view of life, that life was so nothing in that space I was in. I saw someone get, or I should say uh, two minutes after, you know, pass away with a stab wound to the throat because they fought over who was, what basketball team was better. Like, this is the things that I'm 13 that then I was 12 actually. And I'm watching this guy bleed out over a fight over basketball. And so all of these things are shaping my life. And what I didn't know was creating programs. So here's where we get into it and feel free to pop in when you need to. Um, you have an emotion. The emotion is on a scale with it's positive or negative. You have an emotion depending on the level of that emotion. It creates a program strength and that will dictate if you aren't aware of it how you feel about going forward so let's give you an example so this is a very basic example just for concepts so if i'm a six month old on a couch i'm learning to crawl and i'm crawling over i get to the armrest i lean over as you know kids six months top heavy you fall down 
First thing you're going to feel is fear. Babies don't like to fall. Then pop, you hit your head. You get you start feeling pain. You don't even know what's going on. You really don't. But you do know you felt something both emotionally and physically. Then you look back at the couch. And in this case, you may say, I don't know what that is, but that thing is bad. That causes me pain. Or crawling next to things causes me pain. I'm going to avoid that. So the subconscious piece that we know runs physically your body. No one argues with that. You cut yourself. You don't sit there and think, how do I get my cells to start healing that cut? It just happens, right? Well, the other side of that coin, the subconscious, it, is it protects you emotionally just as fast. So it makes a program to protect that core self you, your identity, right? So what does that look like? Well, we tend to avoid that pain. So the program will be whatever that is, but likely is steering you away from that. So you think, well, is that good? Well, let's give a real example. So let's say now you're five years old and you have a birthday party coming up. You're all excited because at that age, you don't have a ton of those yet. So you're like, this is really exciting. You have your present. It's ready to go. You've had it all week ready to go. It's now Friday and you're waiting for your dad to come home. And it's getting kind of late. You're looking at the clock. Your mom's like, it'll be fine. You're like, yeah, but I don't want to be late. So you get in the car, you're driving over there and there's traffic. So you're now stuck in a traffic jam. And you're sitting there and you see their dad tense and you're waiting, waiting, waiting. And now it's past the hour. You're all stressed out. The dad backs up, flips you. He says, you know what? I can't do this. I just can't. You got to just, we're going home. Okay. So this is where it gets real. So what emotions could you feel? And so I'm going to actually open this up to the group. What emotions could that kid feel when you turn around and have to go back home and miss your party? It's open for him. Anybody can answer. <laughs> okay, maybe they can't. Can they? I'm, I'm blaming oh. traffic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just probably need it. So oh, okay. Disappointment would be yeah. one, right? Yeah, cool. disappointment. Yep. Anger. Did someone say anger? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Like, I'm in, like I'm in trouble. I'm at fault. Yep. That's where we go. Right there. Right there. That's where we go. Typically, we go to I'm at fault. We don't blame it out there. We go internal and we go, oh, I must not be good enough. He must not really love me. He must care about these other things. But you don't are you're not sitting there writing this out, guys, when you're five. It's a belief that cements. Now, why is it there? People will say you're against yourself. You have a limiting belief. Well, we kind of think differently about limiting beliefs. I don't believe in limiting beliefs. I think there's beliefs that are created to protect us because then you're not working against yourself. How am I going to be a master of myself and I'm fighting myself? I never like that. I have a limiting belief that I'm hurting me. I'm sabotaging me. So I've, I've never agreed with that. <clears throat> it's, it kind of goes against what I know about people and me always, even way before this. I was like, how am I against myself? People say, well, you just self-sabotage. I'm like, well, I don't want to self-sabotage. Like, why would I do that? So here's the deal. It's not self-sabotage in the sense of self-sabotage. It's self-preservation. And so the belief would be that pain hurts. It's my fault. I'm not good enough. I'm going to avoid my dad then because that causes me pain. Some people have relationships and they go, well, why is my relationship kind of weird? Well, you will find ways to cement that belief. If it started and you start, I better be distrustful. Your core is very intelligent that way. We'll say things like, 
Ooh, be careful. Be careful. This might be a rough one. This could be a guy that might hurt you. So then you start finding other patterns that support that. And this is, you know, how it kind of plays out. <clears throat> so then you start finding proof along the way. <clears throat> and if you wonder why there's not a good relationship or why they don't like women, that there's a bad breakup and the mind says, Ooh, women are dangerous. Like they hurt you. So men get beliefs or women, whatever. You get where I'm headed with this, guys. We get programs running in the moment of a pain that then subconsciously are running that end up showing up as results. And the stronger the pain, the stronger that belief can run in our daily life. Obviously, not everything happens with a big program that's directing traffic. Um, it's when you feel the pain of it, right? Or when there's a belief that even as simple as a parent when you're a kid will say, oh, don't be an idiot or you're an idiot. Something like that can actually take hold. I know it doesn't make sense, but it takes hold. And then Karen, we start finding proof. Yeah. You can use my example if you want. I'm 100% open. If you want to throw that out there to solidify it, I'm good. Okay. What, why don't you say, cause I have so okay. many, in my, I have so many things in my head right now. <laughs> that was a trick so, question. No. Yeah. Um, to, to kind of solidify, like my dad was an immigrant man. He had a third grade education and I'm in fifth grade. And he's like, what are you a chooch? And in Italian, that means a jackass, a donkey. Oh yeah. yeah. And so because I was not doing homework, I was getting average grades to this day that has resonated with me. And to this day, and even in PA school, I've always told people to, protect myself. Oh yeah. I've always struggled academically. I've always done this. I've always done that. And yet, if you look at, at what I've done, it doesn't match up with what I'm telling myself. And so that is a, a program I've been running since fifth grade. And uh, Carrick and Jen have helped me to work through that because although intellectually, I know what that's not true. You don't always have the tools. So sorry, go ahead. I'm yeah. yeah, no, That's perfect. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. And so you'll find, so here's, so what do we do? This, this is the, the amazing part of it. Um, well, the process is, and there's, you know, different ways people can get to this state, but we've, as I've learned through this. So uh, before I get into that, we do want to know this. So we went to therapy for years. I went to, you know, Anthony Robbins, self-help, the books, all of these things, lots of money, actually. Um, lots of mentors, time, mentors. Yeah. yeah. Trying to find the peace. Okay. Trying to be able to, like you said, initially look in the mirror and be like, dude, I like that guy. I'm solid and go to a big meeting and not be stressed if I'm good enough for the executive team or, or, or whatever's going on. Just that whole, I'm feeling less than thing. Um, could not get it. Okay. Um, could, this is before the thing I couldn't get connected to my wife. And so I was just feeling like, man, th th life is not awesome. You know, it, it just wasn't, it was, I'm surviving. And I'm like, there's gotta be more than surviving. Like I, there's just gotta be hanging in there on the rope is not what my idea of a good time, you know? And so, um, we just kept at it, kept at it. And finally we just one night, um, you know, and rightfully so Jen basically came and said, look, if this isn't the deal, if we can't make this work and you're not happy with me, then we just need to call it because we're, we're way too young um, to go through life in hell. You know, you, you're grumpy all the time. Um, obviously I'm not doing things right. You're not doing things right. Like we should just end it. And that, that was my wake up call where I'm like, okay, this is not, this is not what I want. <laughs> so I said, look, I don't want that. Like we got to figure something out. And so I got a book on just, um, 
just meditation. And I was like, I'm not a meditator guy. Like what, what does this even mean? So I started doing, learning some processes of that. And as I've really just started presenting in my own mind, the problems I'm having, um, how do I work through them? And so this is the steps that we can get into that started coming to my mind and I would ponder it and go, okay, what, am I getting this right? And so it was truly a work of, of, uh, I don't know, just amazingness, uh, miracle really to where I would talk to Jen, discuss it, say, what does this piece look like? And over the years we fine tuned it. And, it, and early on when we created the system, you know, I sat there one night, we put it together and I'm looking at it written out and I'm like, and I had gone through the work, right? I put myself through this, through all, all those things I told you to come out. And I was feeling truly like I know who I am. Like it was amazing. It was the best I've ever felt by hands down. And this is still early on, but even other stuff we added on. And it just was like, no, this is the real deal. But now what? Like, I have no idea. I'm, I'm working a job. I'm moving up, you know, up the ladder. That's going really well now. Like, I don't know. So then my phone rings. And out of the blue, my buddy calls me and it's a buddy that, you know, buddy, but not like you hang out with or see every month. It was one of those you can talk to every few months kind of thing. So he calls me and he's like, hey, I just feel like I should call you. I'm going through a divorce. I'm like, ah, man, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm just losing my shit. You know, he's like, I am. I, I don't know what I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm on the edge, man. Like I have kids and I didn't see it coming and all these things. So I said, well. Funny enough, you know, I have a program that I didn't know what I was going to do with. Do you want to be the first to kind of run through? I don't know what to call it yet. And he's like, yeah, I'm down. Great. What do we do? I'm like, okay. So we just walked him through it. And literally, it, it was amazing. He, it, he was not only able to survive that divorce, which it did go through, but he did it in a way that wasn't mean and hostile. It, kept, it was as peaceful as you could get knowing the income, right? And of course, he learned tons about himself. And that was the beginning. And, and then he told his friend and then it just that's how the whole thing started. And it just we've been busy, you know, two, three nights a week for the years um, just because I was working my normal job until recently, a few months ago. I was like, you know what? Am I am I into this? Am I going to what what are we doing? And, and Jen had been telling me, just quit, you know, just quit. And I just was CEO um, of a big medical group. Um, money was killer. And I was like, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to walk away from that. I just was finally feeling like I was meeting my potential, what I deserve, right? This last year or so. And so I just got there, you know, and I was like, I don't know. I love, we do, can't we just keep doing the two, three nights a week? And then we both talked about it. We're like, you know what? This needs to get out. This, this really does need to get out. Because you hear feedback from the folks we talked to. And I was like, okay. If I don't just do it, we're just not going to do it. So I just have to go do it. We got to so burn then, the boats. Yeah, we just got to burn the boats. And so I went in and just um, three months ago or three and a half months ago, just said, you know what? I'm out. I'm, I'm done. And it did, you know, did the right transition. And then she quit as well. So we both quit to kind of focus on this. So um, we're, we're in, like we're in. That, that's the thing. Um, so where should we go from here? You want me to go explain the, the process? You want, why don't you tell about what you were a little bit? No, uh, one of the one of the interesting things that we found from the just the first client who was his friend was the realization that when you, the things that happen to you in your life, you create different beliefs you have no idea, right? Are, are running how you think about life in general. And he had created different beliefs at different ages of his life that were completely conflicting. And so 
he believed that no one really could love anyone. Like it was just, I mean, you, you could mostly, but nobody really understood it enough to love anyone. And then he also believed that you couldn't be successful without loving people. And that that was part of um, wealth, success, uh, family, fatherhood, all of those things. So he, what was happening to him is he would every three months lose all of his money. And so there are certain, I, I feel like we have certain gifts as just as people's people, individuals, and his was being able to manifest things really well. And some people are just really great at that. And so he would manifest all of these great opportunities and a ton of money. And then every quarter, bam, it was gone. And sometimes it wasn't even his fault. It was things happened around him or dominoes fell and the money would be gone. And then he felt like a failure again. And then he would try and find love and build love. And, and you know, and, and then when he'd get to the point where he felt satisfied in a relationship, then all of the money would fall apart again. And so, I mean, he, he wouldn't have made that connection on his own because we're not internally, we're not even thinking that deeply about how all of the things we think about are connected. So when we were able to get that um, connected for him, he was really frustrated, honestly, too. He's like, what does this have to do with anything? And um, so when we brought him together, he was like, oh, I get it. So we could let that stuff go because he didn't need it anymore. He realized what was happening. He realized he could just let it go and then replace it with something better that actually worked, like how he showed up in relationships, what was important to him and what he wanted to believe now. So that was a lot of fun, actually. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so Jen and, and uh, Carrick, I'm, I'm going to ask a couple of questions and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this fires you up a little bit because I can see your passion for what you're doing. Yeah, and, I, and you guys are very well spoken. But what what would you say to the people out there that just say that, that this is just make believe? I mean, you you guys keep talking about pain and trauma and shit that happened in your past, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You guys just keep talking, and every time you do it, you say that you guys they have this pain. It's, mm -hmm. you're, you're pointing to your head. This isn't like. You broke your arm and you actually need a doctor to set the bone. You're talking about somebody who's had some stuff happen in the past. So what? Get over what it. You say to the people that are just like, get over it. Be what tough, man. Are like, what would you say to the people that are saying like, all right, you get, give me a fish as opposed to teach me how to fish and I'll fish my own. And the reason why I say that is, you know, you saw probably in my background, I'm a mountaineering guy. Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of a, a survival guy, right? So yeah. you, you crash in your plane, you're out there in your, on your own. Mm -hmm. You can't just go, okay, now somebody help me. No, dude, you need to know ahead of time how to build a fire. You need to know ahead of time how to stay warm. You need to know ahead of time where direction where you're going. And so mountaineering terms, self-rescue is the best rescue. Why do you think people who are going through these emotional traumas and not to take away anything that happened to you when you were five years old, but hmm. get over it. Don't you, can't you just make your mind happy? Can't you just, all those people that are feeling depressed, can't you just go, dude, buck up. <laughs> 
It's okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess in some cases you could. I'm going to tell you for the most part, no. And no, let's take can't. back to my example. No, is I didn't even know what it was, right? I didn't even know. I, I just knew my I was freaking miserable and lost. Angry. And angry. angry. Yeah, okay. Okay, <laughs> I was angry. Um, and so once I knew, yes, yes. The answer is yes. Once I knew, I'm like, oh my gosh, now I have a system to follow and I can do it. But And no. that's exactly what we want to do is teach people that system so they're able to do it. So when that plane crashes, they know how to do it on their own. They know how to go, okay, this emotion is telling me something. What's it telling me? Because emotion, whenever you feel especially a heavy emotion, it's always flagging something that you believe about yourself or about life or about other people. And the stronger you feel the emotion, the more that belief is running. Your identity and how you feel about yourself and how you feel about your place in the world or in that community or space that you're operating in. But at the end of the day, Jen, aren't you really just... I inviting someone to change their own mind. Aren't you at the end of the day, after everything's been identified and people figure it out at the end of the day, they still have to rescue themselves. You're not actually Correct. fixing anything. You're just, they're, they're the ones doing it. We guide them. Um, especially if we're one-on-one -on -one coaching them, we're, we're guiding them, but it's them speaking to themselves and your subconscious knows everything, remembers everything from the time that you were conceived until the time that you exist in right now. So at the end of the day, why do people need to hire you two? We, that's why we're working on an online program because we really want to give like the basics of this to people to be able to do it without <laughs> our assistance. But yes, sometimes it does feel like a starfish at a time throwing starfish in the ocean. Because Here's the answer to my, I'll answer that question. Because if the, an untrained mind is easily led and sure. as i look around most are not aware of even how they're being led and part of the what we do is once you know who you are you're not just led you know you ask the question is this good for me is this truth or not so i'm teaching them how to actually show up in society that's when i say peaceful to the world because the world depends who you talk to but look around it can be viewed there's been a lot of not chaos. There's been a lot of chaos and people, you know, they, they look at their lifestyle. They, all, all those things you can look at and realize what do they even know who they are? And I believe when someone knows who they are, that's self-esteem. <clears throat> a piece of that is they are confident. I don't mean they have to be confident to go give a speech. They just know who they are. So then they can think for themselves and not just be led into groups. They don't even know why they're in a group. I don't know because I'm feeling broken and these guys have said something that resonated with me. I'm just going to join them anyway. Well, do you even, is that good? I don't know. I just know I'm part of someone now. I'm part of some group. And so it gives people the ability to really ask, I, I guess the, the easiest term is to know, are they living a life that they want or are they just following? And those that do have the pain, um, it's a way out of that. And so you might look, okay, who has the pain? Well, we know that suicide rate on teen rate on teens is going up drastically on veterans that keeps going up. So there's something going on. There's something, there's some kind of need that's out there that's not being received. And that's how I look at it is look, what, what is the state of affairs on all the, the spectrum? And in my mind, if people knew who they really were, most of this goes away. That's how strong I feel about it. I feel like we can change the whole planet.
And so only because I've seen it in myself and the people we work with, that little nucleus changes their whole dynamic at work, at the family, all the way down because they're teaching that to the kids now. And then they go, oh, wait, I'm not I don't have to be on the some of my results of my life. It's about me. Right. So I hope that answers the question. Yeah, it does. So <clears throat> Sal and Bill and Brett didn't get the chance to know that ahead of time. I, I promised both of you that I was going to ask you a very controversial question and I was going to stir some people up. I could see how stirred Sal up. Oh, you stirred the shit out of me. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, I knew what you were doing. I think it was a um, part. The reality of it is all of us have to be, you know, yeah. I pointed to the fact that, you know, we should all be able to rescue ourselves. But the, yeah, but the reality of it is we all need to get a reach down from time to time. I'm famous for sharing a story about how I fell into a crevasse on Mount Rainier and I was there for five days and oh. I did everything I could to rescue myself. And at the end of the day, on day five, someone had to lower a rope to me. Wow. So, um, and all the skills that I had ahead of time and the reality, you know, I was facing the reality of them in a hole and I cannot get out. And it, it wouldn't matter what self-rescue skills I had, I could not get out. So that I, I say, I said that because I wanted to say that that's my opinion of what I was asking when I said, what, what about when others ask you this question? That wasn't yeah. me asking you that question, but there are people out there. Yeah. And I'm hoping that this podcast will reach those people that don't know that just because you can change your mind and at the end of the day, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. You got to have somebody help you know how to change your mind. You know, what's interesting about that, this last storm, um, I don't know, it was back in New Jersey or New York. And this is, and I I don't know the follow-up I tried to find. There was a gal, there's other people around and she just stayed in her car and, and died. Maybe you heard about that story. I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Like what, what, what do you mean? You're the survival guy, right? There's gotta be things that she could have done to not have had that outcome. Mm -hmm. So this is what I'm getting at. Sometimes people just don't know. um, And I'm not there. I'm not judging that. I'm just asking myself. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have just sat there though. So I've asked myself, what is the thought was, what was going on in that world? So any thoughts on that? Yeah. So some very interesting facts about that girl is um, she was exactly 100 yards away from a house. Wow. That was up on the hill. And that house had people in it. But she didn't know what direction she could go. Why? Because she didn't see the cabin lights or the house lights when she was driving by. She didn't know what direction she would have to go. She had clothes in the car that would have... Okay, they, they, you know, they weren't like the ideal outdoor clothes, but she, she had layers. There, right. And she kept running her car and then turning it off um, and then running her car and then turning it off, trying to conserve heat, not knowing that what ended up actually killing her was the, was the carbon dioxide that built up in the car because she didn't know enough to move the snow away from the muffler, muffler. Yeah, okay. to, to do that. So I'm not saying by any means that every situation somebody's in, they can just buck up yeah. and save themselves. They do need to know where to go. Yep. And I think you are those two people that you're still inviting them to save themselves, but you're telling, you're reaching into that car saying, just walk up the hill yeah. to the Northwest. Yeah. You'll see the lights in just a few minutes. Just 
keep walking. And so yeah. what I applaud you guys is you're, you're telling people what direction to go. Yeah. And to those who yeah. think that figuring yourself out makes you docile. Like if, if, like if, if somebody feel, you know, if you have that warrior spirit and you feel like, okay, well, what am I going to be if I figure myself out? I don't want to be some docile beta dude, right? If right. you're, if that's what you're feeling, that's not what happens with this. If you're a woman and you feel like having to walk through some kind of painful experience is just way too much. Um, I mean, and this could be, you could be a warrior woman. You could be that this could apply to men too. But if, you know, I'm just saying if something happened to you and your fear, your fear is that walking through that is going to be far more painful than just keeping it over here. That's, that's not, that's not this process either. You don't have to walk through all of this pain. You just basically look at it and you, you look at it from a distance, like, it's, mm -hmm. it's on a field and it's playing out in front of you or it's a movie playing out in front of you or it's a book you're reading. It's not something you have to relive. It's just something that your mind has to explain to you and you, you have to feel like you have to allow for those feelings to come up and just let them go. So the feelings come up, the, the beliefs come up. It's just really cool how it all just kind of flowers up, I would say. Don't you think, Sal? Oh, we called Sal out. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, I got my, my own. Yes, I agree with you 100%. 100%. You're not going through the process. You're recognizing it more than anything. But I think um, there's some comments I want to make, but I want to let these guys um, ask questions because I know you and I have some really powerful examples I want to use. But, Brad, I think you were trying to say something. Yeah, I, I appreciate what you brought up about um, Mark. He, he brought up the... A lady, the survival situation died in her car. Um, <clears throat> I teach a lot of safety for children, right? And one of the biggest, my biggest pet peeves is this whole stranger danger thing. Mm -hmm. Talk about a horrible way to train your children to never ask for help. I've seen this play out many times. I've seen this where there's a, there's a pretty famous story of, of a scout who got lost and there were people he could see them, you know, just a few yards away and he wouldn't go mm -hmm. ask them for help because he was taught strangers were bad. Right. Wow. So you talk about these programs that are running inside people. Right. right. And, and there's, I teach, I teach a lot of different types of safety things from to kids, anti-bullying um, to um, active shooter survival, things like that. And the stuff that people don't understand is sometimes mind-blowing that just a slight change of perspective and the proper training turns even what could be a horrible situation something that you can definitely get through and it's a lot less it's a lot less than what you might think it is if that right. makes sense yes. um, so i applaud what you're what you're doing and i like the way you phrased it that you don't have to walk through pain because you, you I can tell you, I've had one of the worst childhoods you could possibly imagine, um, as did other people on this call. Um, and I heard a phrase once that said, you're not responsible for what happened to you as a child, but you're 100% responsible for taking care of it when you're an adult, right? And so what yeah. that means, well, that's coming to something yeah. like yourself, going to some kind of therapy, figuring it out for yourself, if you can do that, whatever. 
but it's super important. So I applaud what you're doing, giving people the ability to be able to work through that without um, having to relive all that pain. I'm very familiar with many of the psych, uh, psychological modalities of how they go through that. Yeah. Teach peak performance and safety to people. So I really like your approach here. I mean, the limited amount that I do know about yeah. it. I really like what you're doing. I think it's important for people to understand that message because, Jen, like you were saying, I, I've seen this a lot, that people feel like they have to go through a lot of pain to get rid of some past trauma. And we all know that that's not possible. But once they believe that, too, that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, it does. Right? It does. Yeah. We've yeah. had several clients say, oh, wow, I thought this was going to be brutal. I actually feel good. So that's what you want to hear after every time you meet with someone, you know, I'm sure I'm sure you get a lot of people, a lot of trepidation that um, mm -hmm. once they get done, they can go. Oh, so right. you know, it, the one of the first things that Carrick said to me was like, hey, you're not going to relive any trauma. Now, keep in mind, we say trauma, but trauma can be in many different forms. It doesn't have to be a physical trauma. Right. Um mm -hmm. But the one thing I will say, and this is what really caused me to fall in love with this process, is I've been to therapy with the with the high level of PTSD I've had, with all the all the thoughts of ending things in an abrupt manner. The one thing about therapy it never did, all it did was make me relive it and made me bring it back up, regurgitate it, talk about it. And sometimes I'd leave the therapy session worse than when I got in there. Yeah. And so there's this monster vacuum that just leaves you completely empty. And then it's like, now what? And that is the difference between Jen and Carrick's processes. They try to fill that back in with positive. No, they don't try to, they do. They, they help you to, to fill that back, that void back in with positive, like state of being state of mind, self-talk. And that for me is much more powerful and useful than, you know, going to an office and talking about shit for an hour and then saying, okay, now what? Yeah. Yeah. And those things that you're putting back in that place are things you already are. These yeah. are things that you know about yourself, but you're not acknowledging their powerful gifts or, you know, it's just as much proof of things that you've done. Like Sal said, he, he felt this strange, like, I don't know if it's a phobia, academia phobia or something, but, um, you know, knowing that, oh, okay, I did think about school this way, but look at all of the schooling I've done. Look at all of the success that I've had. Look at all the things that I know, remember, can teach. Um, you know, those are the kind of things that you're putting in the place of, I can't learn, you know, or I'm, I'm dumb or I'm stupid. Like those are things that you develop easily in a math class in fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, when everyone else around you is seems super smart and you're like, don't want to raise my hand because I'm the back rower over here, you know, and, and you do, you, you, it becomes your identity, that idea of not being able to be, be, if you don't get a math concept, it doesn't mean you're a stupid person as a whole. It just means you need to step back and, and understand it differently, but you don't know that when you're 10, 11, 12, you have no idea that that's a possibility. So. And, and the, the one thing I'll say, and Mark, I know you weren't jabbing at anybody, but that does fire me up a little because. <laughs> a lot, actually. Um, because I don't think anybody would ever question the things I've done, but there were people in combat and I'm just like, dude, why are you scared? And they're like, well, this and that. And I'm like, 
are you kidding me? And the one thing I tell my wife, too, is the most peaceful I've ever been in my life is when been people trying to kill me. No. Um, but it just didn't get there. I mean, I spent <clears throat> four out of seven years in Afghanistan. So to me, it was like that was home. But when people don't have the tools or the experience to self-rescue, Mark, and, and, and I know this isn't directed towards you. These are to the, the theoretical questioners out there. Yeah, yeah. You cannot, nobody's born knowing everything. And until you have the tools, you can never do that. And not to say that, Mark, when you were in that crevasse, you didn't have the tools, but, but sometimes you need a different perspective. Somebody, sometimes you need a rope to drop and say, hey, I'm going to pull you halfway up. You do the rest of the work. And I think, I think really that's what you guys are doing. You're not, I think you're teaching people how to self-arrest. And that's so powerful because in the end of the day, like as much as I love talking to you guys, I can't talk to you every day. I can't like work through my problems with you guys every day. Right. And and for me, again, I think it's, it's back to what you said, Mark. You can give me a fish or you can teach me to fish, right? And that and that's powerful. So all those people that say, oh, buck up and do all that, I say screw you guys. That's, <laughs> that's not that's that's somebody with, as we said in previous podcasts, false confidence. So, so I I'm brought done. that up because one, I'm done talking. I, I brought that up because one, I knew it would fire everybody up, and especially people that do this for a living, right? I'm sure right. you've heard. I'm sure you've had people go, "Yeah, hold on a second. You charge people money yeah. to for you to just tell them they need to stop being whatever." And get over it, right? I mean, there are people that don't understand the entire concept. And in in my world, I've had people say, "Well, why do you think there's so much more teen suicide or or soldier suicide or <clears throat> whatever than there was in like a hundred years ago? Why 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 is it is it because we've made our society so weak that people need other people?" And I think that we can't really assign a generational uh, reason to it other than isn't it neat that regardless of the fact that it's maybe not as prevalent or, or, or maybe wasn't as, as observed as much in the old days. Um, Cause you just don't hear about grandpa owning a farm that, that, you know, he, he's a, he's a, he's a farmer. And then one day he just shoots himself in the head. You just don't hear that. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, what, what is it about today's day? But I look at it differently. I look at it. Isn't it amazing that we live in a day where when people do run into that issue, that there's people like you guys to help? Because mm-hmm. just like we didn't hear about the old days, people committing suicide, we didn't hear about people's profession being, I'm going to help people prevent that. And I do have That's a theory true. on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go. That's somewhat of a theory. I feel like um, emotions in and of themselves weren't really validated as a way of being. They were just validated as feelings. And it was like, be strong, buck up, move on like it is what it is. But I feel like feelings in in general are so validated as reality nowadays that it's difficult for people to know the difference between the way they feel and think and what is. And so that is partly what we do is teach people, look, 
you have a conscious, it's giving orders over here to this subconscious that's a completely fertile field, has no moral judgment on anything. You're telling it what to do and it's going to run everything for you. So if you're telling it, if you're like Earl Nightingale says, if you're planting nightshade in this subconscious, it's going to grow it just like it grows corn. So whatever you're yeah. planting in there is, is what it's going to do. But the emotion side of it is what it's the sunlight, it's the water, it's what's growing this, this field. And I think that's something that's sort of been missed over time, but now so much validation is given to the way that you feel that it becomes who you are. And, and so teaching people the difference is kind of huge right now. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good description. I think for those out there, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah. Can you guys just yeah. walk us through your process a little bit? Don't give away the trade secrets necessarily, but can you walk us through the process? Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. <clears throat> so I just want to say this. I, I liked your advantage, your, uh, your analogy of the nightshade. Um, Cause it, it's true. Whatever, whatever we plant, your mind does really just a couple basic things. And, and, uh, Planning the wrong thing and not realizing it is a really big problem. <laughs> yeah. So, go ahead, give us the process, if you would. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. I love it. That, that's the best part of the whole thing. So, um, <laughs> rubbing your hands together. Okay. So, essentially, we will simply pick a space for someone, whatever that is, typically nature, where someone feels at ease. And lots of reasons for this that. This is where you go in your mind. You go you in your mind. So they sit down nice, not too comfortable, but just their eyes are closed. And we walk them through some visualization. We bring them into a nice place. We bring them peace in their heart and mind. And what we've learned is if you were to go to your subconscious and you just do it in your head, then because we talk to ourselves so much in our mind, we really don't understand the difference. It can get confusing to what's my conscious thought or what is my subconscious. You so in your own way, <laughs> if you picture yourself and you're talking to yourself in your mind, then that it creates out loud, by the way, auditory. Um, it actually becomes a conversation and your core, your own self you're seeing will actually give you answers that you didn't know. And it's kind of a trippy experience for people at first. They're like, wow, that, that, that was strange. Um, but we're so used to it that, so they just get in a connection and all we have them do in a very nice space <clears throat> is begin to see themselves. And what's interesting is if there's a certain age that really is a problem they need to work through, they'll see themselves at that age <clears throat> oftentimes. And so I encourage that actually. And then we just walk through what happened, what was going on, where, where you see yourself. Well, I'm at a I'm, I'm in the middle of a mountain and I'm, I got lost as a kid and, and you just whatever, whatever comes up. That's that's baseline start point. And we walk him through what was what were you feeling typically? What's your emotion? What what beliefs do you think came around that? What programs? What are you feeling? And then as you're talking, you remember you're visualizing your core. It literally walks us through what we need to know. And then we tell that like a program. So I, I call it captaining a ship. So the conscious is the captain. Regardless, it is. The subconscious runs all the equipment, runs the, the 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 engine room, all the stuff of the ship. But we have to be conscious enough to tell it what to do. And if we don't run the ship, then it's going to start doing its own direction. And so as we hear a program, it's simple as saying, hey, I release that old thought and the emotion with that situ situation. We release it and then we make a new one. So if I was feeling 
Um, like in my case, you know, I grew up in a military home and so it was, it was direct and no BS. Like <laughs> you have a job to do. If you don't do it, there's consequences and they're pretty harsh. And so if you're feeling kind of picked on emotionally and kind of beat up that way, and that made me feel weak, um, then you would release that experience and then put a new one. Like, you know what? I'm okay. Simple as that. Like, I'm okay. I'm, I was learning. That was my process of a kid. And you just make a new and you run it to your person, you, your core, you're talking to. And then and it sounds simple. And it is, it is simple. And then it runs it. And then guess what? When we come out of the session, whatever you worked on is now running. That's why it works. And so just as, just as easy as you created it, we simply recreate it in the way we want. That's it. And so it works because then all of a sudden, like, you know, I don't really know. And it's not light and dark where you get whiplash. It's not like that. It's so subtle that sometimes people will say, well, I feel a little better, but then we have to go, okay, but before you weren't even sleeping at night at all, you took medic meds just to sleep. Are you on meds? Actually, no, I'm not on meds. Okay. Are you sleeping? Yeah. Then they realize, oh, well, hell, I guess my life is different. Or you used to fight with your wife every day. How's that going? Oh yeah. I, we haven't fought for like two weeks. And so it's so subtle guys that they just go, wait a minute. And so I actually, now we've learned in our training, we do check-ins so they can evaluate and kind of see progression. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause then they go, oh my gosh. Yeah. And so then here's the beauty. It was Sal mentioned. We don't want to have to see someone every week for ongoing. That's not our goal. It's two or three sessions. They learn the process. They learn how, the, how that whole thing works. And guess what they do? They do it on their own. Like they don't need us at that point. And I don't want them to need us at that point. I don't want that to be the, the, the cycle of, of patients or clients. It's like, no, we want to teach you the team, the skills, move on. Now, we'll be, there'll be a monthly program we're working on now that they can be part of, of just cool things throughout the month. Yeah. And that's going to be fun. That'll help you keep grounded and have some cool guest speakers, you know, things that, that, that make sense in that. But ultimately, um, they will learn that process and be able to do it ongoing. And so that's the beauty of it, honestly. Um, now, some might call, we've had some, you know, maybe a year or two later call us when they got hit with the left hook that was so out of the blue it kind of shook them to their foundation and they may call and say well okay i've been doing awesome but this was bad like I, I don't know how i can't get through this and then we'll just walk them through what that's about but for the most part people are just three to six sessions three now. yeah three three to six and they're done they got their stuff going and, and uh they're happy then they do the next step which is just creation you know creation of what they want for the life so that's that's kind of hope that makes sense and that's about the process guys honestly Mm -hmm. So would you say that's pretty much that's pretty much it, right? Did I miss something from your perspective? No, I, I think um, I think that the the programs and the stuff you give, they're they're positive things that we fail to recognize about ourselves. And then you help us to to repeat that on a regular basis. And then yeah, like if there's a time that we need to check in, it's like, hey, I need a I need a direction again. I need to ask yeah. you to check. So help me out. But yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty on. Okay. So I'll finish with one thing with Sal. Cause I know you're going to keep this to an hour is Sal's a great example. So you guys know the stuff he's accomplished, right? That's not, that's not normal. It's really amazing. Right. But even for Sal, 
as amazing as he is, in on the one hand, you and I, we can all look at him and go, what, what do you mean, bro? Like, look what you've done. Part of him was still going, man, I don't know if I can do this. I'm questioning myself at that. And so it's easy for me and you to go, are you kidding me? But then as you walk through it, that's his journey. And we, we got that set up. But what the p- thing is, as amazing as Sal is, and he is, we each are. And so part of this process is, look, all of us have it inside of us. All of us, and I love limitless, can be limitless. We really can be. You just have to kind of shed some of those onion skins. And guess what? When people own their limitless, and I'm going to use your thing because I love it. Um, when they own that, guess what? You guys know that's why you're doing it. You see them go. If you look at all of your accomplishments, I promise you a piece of you knew who you were. You did. You did. You, you could look at that and say, actually, you know what? I did know I could do that. At some point you decided I'm, I'm freaking getting that done no matter what. Because you have the skill set to do it. You have the peace of mind to do it. And look what you did. And so that's all we're doing here. And when people start to feel and they know who they are, guess what? They become limitless. They're confident. They're balanced. They're not reacting to emotions and, and being like, oh, they're just like, nope, I got this. That, that's the message. We got this. And then they just roll. That's so, all right. Yeah. Uh, Brett, you can shut the whole thing off. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 that's all good out there. Do you, do you have a name for that? I call that finding your personal identifiers, right? You The way you figure out yourself, you identify certain things about you, yourself, right? And mm-hmm. that's what I call it. Do you have a, do you have a name? We, we just call it knowing your core. Knowing your core. Okay. No. Knowing your core, who you are. Um, and that's, yeah, but, but, but yeah, similar. I mean, that's, that's the your idea. identity comes from inside out, not from outside in. Yeah, I I kind of I I love your story. I had to kind of figure almost all this stuff out for myself. Yeah, <laughs> it took a lot of introspection. It took a lot of work. Yes, to figure it out, and it took a lot of research to you know looking at like different psychological modalities and all kinds of different stuff. And and um, what you're saying really resonates with me. I feel now I'm, I'm sure I still need plenty of help, <laughs> but that I have a toolbox that when something's really challenging, I know what to draw on Mm -hmm. and I know what to reflect on that's positive. I know what to avoid. That was a negative. It sounds like you guys help really people create that toolbox. Yeah. Right. For themselves. Is that, would that be an accurate? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it's great. We've called it that between each other that it's it's kind of a toolkit. Yeah. Yep. It is. I agree. I'm going to jump in here while I can. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I got kind of a two-part question for you guys. Thanks for coming on. It's amazing what you're doing. Thanks for supporting our brother, Sal. Um, uh, It's definitely going a long way. It's awesome. Um, And you're right about what you said, Carrick, about knowing, you know, I was a kid who grew up with significantly a ton of childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. um, And then even through my career with depression, addiction, suicide, so on. Um, and a lot of that stuff, yeah, I did had to figure out. But as a as a seventh grade kid that was in the middle of my childhood trauma, I knew that I was going to make the Olympic team. Didn't know how, but I knew for sure I was going to make the Olympic team. Someday. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's great to hear what you guys do. Um, and we've talked a lot about that. I'm more concerned about who you guys are. And what I mean by that is I work, similar to you, I get an opportunity to work with a lot of people with trauma 
a lot of people that deal with transition in life. And it sounds like you guys went from a life of comfort to a life of discomfort, going from your regular job, your paycheck, your normal paycheck, doing everything that's comfortable to doing what you do now. And, and then also doing that as a couple, which a lot of people are like, oh my gosh. But the fear of that transition for a lot of people of going from that comfortable zone to doing what you're doing now is is God-fearing for a lot of people. And it stops them from accomplishing a lot of their dreams. Um, Brett and I were part of doing a, a, a talk for a university. And I talked about um, legacy leadership to legacy, right? And through that research, I found that only 2% of people on the planet, 8 billion people, only ever accomplish their dreams because they're afraid to take that step. So I want to hear from you guys, like the core, like chaos of, how you guys made that decision to actually take that step going out of that comfort zone of your regular jobs, successful job, making crazy money to where you're at now. Like what was that? What were the scary parts of that transition? How did you do it? And then my next question kind of goes back to what we're talking about. Um, how do you address issues with clients that may be so traumatic? It may be above and beyond something you know how to deal with or experience. Okay, great. You want me to go? You want to go? Um, I can I can address a little bit the the last part. I think um, what's really cool about the human brain and heart working together when you talk to someone about what's going on, like Carrick mentioned, he just like recently finally pulled up all that stuff from his childhood with that abuse. That didn't come up at first. That was that took years, four years, right, of him doing the work. And um, even even me recently, like I, I did so much stuff, so much stupid, weird stuff to get attention in strange ways. And I, I couldn't connect with women. And I was just like, I just felt like no matter what I did, I wasn't enough. And so I finally took that back to it, that I'm only 11 months younger than my oldest, my older brother. And I figured out somehow in the womb, I need to be invisible because that wouldn't be too much for my mom. So all my life, I'm 50 this year, guys, all my life I've been running, stay invisible, be invisible, you'll be safe, you'll do everyone a favor, right? So of course that shows up in weird ways, like wanting to have a cast when your arm isn't broken, or just, you know, just doing stupid things that you're like, why did I do that? But, or not being able to connect with people because feeling like their approval is going to make you less invisible, right? And so, you're running all these things. And so once I, I came to that, I was like, oh, that's huge. So it changed my relationships. It changed because I know now like how I show up, people are just going to meet me where they are. It's fine. It's totally fine with me. They don't have to meet me 50, 50 or hundred, hundred, like they're on their journey. They're fine. I'm not invisible anymore. We can totally have this relationship and it's great. So the things that come up for people, even in you think the first session that you have, you, you know, people and I think Sal would probably agree with this. You feel like you got so much accomplished in session one and you're just like amazed and you're like, wow, I feel so good. And then in session two, you even get deeper and you you release some things that you had no idea were holding you where you were. So, you know, some of those things sort of take time. And then your subconscious is only going to bring up the things that it's capable of dealing with in the moment. So that's a little bit safer process, I think. Yeah. 
So kind of the, the reason I brought that second part up is because of the chaos that I've created in my life and the chaos that I was not responsible for as a youth. Um, of course, everyone's like, oh, you need to go see a therapist. You need to do counseling. You need to do this. And, and, and this is years ago, and I've obviously overcome that. But I've eventually, and this has happened multiple times, gone to a therapist, sat down, and they said, okay, tell me who you are, why you're here, and what are the issues. And, and okay, I'm going to be super transparent and I'm going to do an absolute dump of everything. And I've had it happen again, multiple times where the therapist, after I talked for an hour, they're like, you know what? I, I don't think that I could actually help you. You might have to seek somebody else. And I left like, oh, like, what do I do now? Is this vulnerable? Yeah. Wow. And, and, and now what do I do? So, um, so yeah, I just want to make okay. sure the listeners are yeah. hearing yeah, so yeah. here's what we do. So, um, and we've had cases, very, very severe, real, realistic abuse from when they were like three years old. So we've had those come, okay? So great question. So first and foremost, I do ask the question, have you seen therapy? Certainly continue that if you have not. And the, all of them in every case are currently seeing therapists. So that's one thing. If they're not, I do encourage that. I'll say, hey, look, remember, we're mindset coaches, we are not therapists. So you have to ask yourself the question, what do you want to do? Where are you at? And some people don't want, they won't go to therapist. They will not go. And I am like, why? Well, they're going to write all my notes down and I'm just, I don't want my business in some file somewhere. I'm like, okay, I, I can respect that. So we have a consent form that basically, you know, he keeps us off the hook that way and we still work with them, but knowing that, hey, and I'm very clear, we're not therapists. We are coaches, so let's be let's be clear. And if it goes a therapy way, I, I redirect it and say, look, it's not we're not therapists. We're not we're not doing that. This is a program about a structure of a mindset. So that has been really clean and really clear. Um, but if it is a case where I'm like, you know, this is let's say this is an example. If there um, truly is, I feel like a, a psychosis going on, I need to tell them, listen, I think that this is beyond even regular session therapy. I think there is some chemical stuff going on. I would recommend going to a psychiatrist. Here's a list. Uh, you know, here's a list. And like, oh, okay, you know, someone else told me that. So I, I guide them definitely. Now that's rare, but we have had to say that to a couple of clients. We're like, yeah, there's something going on. I can tell the way you're responding. You really do need to go see, you know, and they did. They did actually. Um, and it worked out great. And they still went to them and us. And so, um, but yeah, that's a great question. So people need, do, it's a great question for the audience is how do we handle that? Um, the second thing, how do we transition? Um, that's a great question. I appreciate that. It's because, still scary. <laughs> um, yeah, is I wouldn't, I would not do it unless I felt that I was called to it. And that's the truth. I don't want to get all weird about it, but I just wouldn't. I would, <laughs> I would not, it's not even about the money. It's just, I worked hard to get to that level. Um, 20 years, 28 years of medical field. Like I felt I was happy about it. I'm like, okay, I, worked my ass off, quite frankly, as a rep, all the way up through to CEO over the years. And so it was, it was a challenge. The challenge was, wait, I enjoy what I'm doing. I have teams all in five states. Like it's fun. Like it was, it was a, and so um, I will tell you as I was pondering that exact thing, when this came up, I was like, do I really leave what I did for a freaking career and my 401k and all that? Um, because I don't really want to, to be honest with you. I'm not going to make the money because we're not about the money on this. I'm not charging high things. I'm not, I won't do it because the people we work with, I'm going with our current clients, you know, up, up to 400 now. 
it's not like their 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 CEOs bringing money everywhere. Like, and so I don't. So I'm at, I had to tell, be honest with her. I said, look, we're not going to make the money we were making. Like, that's just the way it is. I mean, medical field to this. And she's like, I know. I said, okay, as long as we're on the same page. So in my meditation one morning, I get and it just. I'm telling you, I'm pondering two lives. I'm seeing this what we're in where that's going to go over the next five 10 years 15 years retirement whatever i'm 53 it will be in a month um so what's this going to be and i'm like this is i have no way to know what the money's going to be the other way i know and so it was a little freaky and i was like i'm out i'm not going to do it and i was like okay calm down calm your brain down get grounded and what back to the core i'm telling you which also ties into if you want to talk about a higher source i don't know how you want to talk about that but there's a higher connection and I asked the question, I saw this view and said, is this the view I'm to go? And it was like, yes. That's all I can tell you. Simple as that. And I was like, oh, hell, how do I feel about that? Um, and it, But I just felt it, heard it almost, to be totally honest with you. It was that strong. And so I got out of the meditation, told her I'm quitting. She's like, really? I'm like, I am. I, I know I'm it's like, crazy. Yay! Yeah, she was yay. She wasn't even worried. And usually, so I was like, okay. And she was all excited. She's like, when, when, tomorrow? I'm like, well, no, not tomorrow. Like, I got to tee up the teams. And so it took about a month um, in my position. They really wanted 60. It ended up being about 60 days, to be honest with you. But I did, within a week, I'd gone into the, the ownership and said, hey, let's figure out an exit strategy. And so we did it. And so that was a great question. That is why. So, yeah, sometimes is it. I'm not fearful, but I, am I, you know, how we, we got to make it all work. Yeah. We're making it work, but it's a little different, but I also know I'm on the right path. So. Cool. Yeah. I mean, the, the reason, the reason I bring that up too, is you guys both know, and everybody on here knows is there's a, there's a massive population percentage, probably high 90% of people that go through their entire life doing something because they were told they were supposed to do that. They're not following their passion they're not living their passion and they get to the end of the road or towards the end of the road, whatever that may be for them. And they're like, I just spent 20 something years doing something that I don't really have anything. It wasn't, I wasn't passionate about it. I wasn't ever fulfilled. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's more, more of that question was to help people understand like you guys are pursuing a passion yeah. that you truly believe in. So yeah. Thank you yeah. That. I love it. Yeah, thank you. It feels like a purpose for sure. And yeah. I would say some people's purposes aren't necessarily related to their employment. Um, so, you know, if your purpose isn't your job, if your purpose is something else, I would say definitely do it. Definitely pursue it. If it's learning a language, if it's travel, if it's um, service, if it's, um, you know, biology, it doesn't matter what that is. I would just say follow that and, and do it. That's awesome. It's a great message for sure. Does anybody, I want to be respectful of everybody's time. I'm certainly enjoying this conversation. Does anybody have any questions they haven't asked for Carrick and Jen yet? And the silence means no. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I think this has been great. And I just want to say thank you for coming on and sharing your story. We, I'll speak for me. I think I'm speaking for everybody. We really appreciate it. What you're doing is, is powerful has the ability to help a lot of people, purpose-driven. We love that. I mean, that, you're, um, when Sal first told me about his experience with you folks, I was like, have you talked to them about being on the podcast? <laughs> he was like, 
well, I've, I've thought about it. Yeah, I think I think it could be good. I'm not sure if they want to do it. It's like, well, <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> yeah, no, we love it. It was great. I, I, honestly, I say this not lightly. It's an honor to be on this with you guys. Very you have your so. own mission, Operation Limitless. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, why? Like, that's how we team up and make things happen. You know, I love it. So I, I'm really grateful for the, the the time here today for all you guys. Yeah, this, this actually all stemmed from one of uh, I'll call a research project of mine of human confidence. Oh, and, and then Mark and Sal and Bill were some of the first people I interviewed along with NASA astronaut and some people who had overcome really hard things. And I, as I did, it was like, I need these three guys to be in this project with me we because the four of us together we could you know we're going to come across something absolutely amazing so yeah it is it is it's a, it, it is amazing what you're doing yeah, yeah. so yeah i look forward to to meeting you folks in person one of these days and and yeah. uh, seeing how we might be able to spread your message even more um i'm just really thankful thank you self yeah. thank you guys people yeah thank you likewise um, do we want to say what like we give like our website? What can we do yeah, that or how do we? Yeah, that was the next thing. We want you know, we want people to be able to connect with you oh. somehow. How we how can we share your message? Uh, we'll Perfect. be releasing this podcast in a in a given time, and we want people to be able to go. Oh, oh, there's their email. There's their contact info. That that's how I can reach out. Yeah, Perfect. tell me that yes. real real quick, and I'll even just put it in this little box. Uh, everything is Lightforce World. We're on Twitter at Lightforce World. We're on Facebook at Lightforce World. Um, Lightforceworld.com. We're on Instagram at Lightforce World. Yes, and our our, our uh, website is www.lightforceworld.com. We're going to have a, a free offer on there. Um, yeah, for your group, well we do. Coaching. We're going to have a, if they, those that log on, however you guys want to do it, um, for your audience, we'll have a, a free, really a pretty amazing tee up so they can look at where they're at in their life. It's like a chart they follow and they can look at it and go, oh, here's where I'm at. It's really amazing. Part of the regular program, but they can look at that and really have huge value is we, we do want to offer that to you guys. And so awesome. what that'll be on the website. Um, it, it'll be very obvious, big, hey, this is for, for Operation Limitless folks. So they can go, oh, that's me, click. And it, it'll be awesome. Um, and then of course, they'll get a discount off the, if they do want a course down the road, if they put limitless, we'll have that set up with our programmer. Then they will get a discount, the um, twenty percent discount on anything that we offer. Yep, we will have coaching it. packages on there as well, so they can purchase coaching packages and then um, schedule their first appointment as well. Yep, that's oh, very kind of you. Got very generous. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited. Thank you much. Um, so everybody, lightforceworld.com. Get on their social sites. These guys are going to change the world. I have no doubt. So yeah, we're excited. Thank you, gentlemen. I really appreciate it. It was great. No, thank, thank you, guys. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. Yeah, have a good day. And as always, if anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, send them our way in info at operationlimitless.com. And we will be glad to answer them. If you have somebody you'd like us to interview, thing might be a good fit. Let us know. And with that, I wish everybody a limitless day. Hey, limitless day. Love it. See you guys.